it is time to join Cruz McCalligan. Hello, Cruz. How are you Hello, today? Hello, Sonia. <laughs> oh, I think all things considered, I am all right. <laughs> good, good, good As to we hear. all are, hanging in there, keeping our bubbles small and doing our part. That's right. And um, now... Every week, you know, I'm intrigued by your subject and I would like to know. Last week I knew why you went for sofas, okay? And we've had some good feedback to that. Somebody rang in and said, oh, that was just so funny. It was hilarious when you guys were talking about sofas. And today your chosen subject is fleas. (laughs) Where did that come from? (laughs) Fleas. Well, I don't have them. I just want to clarify that, okay? Okay. Um, But I do have a big shaggy old dog in my house Mm. and um, I think anyone who's ever had a dog itching and itching and had to find out that the dog has fleas Mm -hmm. will have a form of PTSD where you have to (laughs) fumigate your apartment and you know it can be quite stressful Um, we had that a couple of months ago I think we uh, found out our dog had some flea bites which is not um not a reflection on our hygiene practices in our home, mm. but more just the fact that fleas are actually everywhere. You get them from country parks. They're just yes, around. It's very common, isn't it? That's yeah. Right. And, um, but it, it did cause us a bit of PTSD that now every time I see my dog having a scratch, which is actually very common for a dog, I think, oh, God, please don't be fleas again. Mm. Um, so it made me think a little bit about them because I was just thinking, what is the purpose of them? You know, like on top of everything else we're going through <laughs> at the moment, I was like, if my dog has fleas again. Make your life even worse, just, right? Yes. Do I really <laughs> need that stress? Do I really need that problem to solve? So I thought I'd look into it. I was like, you know what? Open your mind a bit. Everything has a reason. Mm. Everything has a purpose. Fleas must have a purpose. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to do a bit of research into it, and I thought if I was going to do some research into it with my own peace of mind, I might as well share it with our listeners, to be honest, Sadia. Absolutely. So, um, yes. so I thought we'd talk about fleas. Now, fleas have literally plagued mankind for centuries, but um, how much do we really know about them, right? So, of course, fleas do have an infamous role in transmitting the Black Death, or the plague, Um, during the Middle Ages. This was when tens of millions of people died of the plague or the Black Death as it spread across Asia and Europe. And cities were particularly hard hit. London lost 20% of its population to the plague in just two years in the mid-1600s. And it wasn't until the dawn of the 20th century that they identified the cause of the plague, which was a bacterium called Yersinia pestis. Which, what does that have to do with fleas? Well, fleas carry the plague bacteria and transmitted it to humans. So people think it was the rats, right? It was the rats that caused the plague, but it was the fleas on the rats. Oh, they've been And it was the bacteria on the fleas on the rats, (laughs) like a children's (laughs) book, that actually caused this. And I remember that feeling of, like, learning about the Black Death in history class and the bubonic plague and Mm. pustules and everything else and just it being so revolting and fascinating and revolting um but yes of course now um what's interesting is an outbreak of the plague often kills a large number of rodents particularly rats and those bloodthirsty plague infected fleas are forced to find a new food source humans um and the plague isn't a disease of the past either to be honest um we're fortunate to live in an age where we have antibiotics and good sanitation practices which keep plague deaths to a minimum but this is still a possibility right now it's interesting because we think about fleas um i mean one of the reasons that human beings are said not to be as furry as our other mammal counterparts like 
dogs, for example. Um, you know, like we don't have a body covered in fur. Um, well, uh, majority of us don't. Majority okay. of us. I, I won't lie. I'm quite a hairy person. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, the reality is that if you were to see a mite or a bug on your body, you would probably be able to see it yes. and identify it and yes. pick it off. And that's kind of part of evolution, that we, we, don't, we can see these things. We can pick them off our bodies with our lovely fine motor grips of our fingers and opposable thumbs. And that enables us to say sort of parasite-free to a degree. Right now, the common misunderstanding about fleas is that they lay their eggs in our carpets and furniture. So when you worry about having a flea infestation in your home, you think, oh, my God, there's going to be flea eggs everywhere. Um, But actually, fleas lay their eggs on an animal host. So if your dog, for example, has adult fleas living in their fur, then those adult fleas are doing their best to keep him him or her infested with their offspring um and but the thing is that flea eggs aren't particularly sticky or well suited for staying put so mostly they roll off your pet or your and land in the dog bed or on the carpet so that's why you get that environmental contamination Mm. just fyi um now fleas this is the thing about fleas i think the reason that we find them so repulsing and please don't um get me wrong i find them repulsive but they um, they have a lot of things about them we just don't like. It's the smallness of them. It's the fact they're making making you itch, making things itch. It's the fact they feed exclusively on blood, using piercing, sucking mouth parts to mm. siphon it from their hosts. And an adult flea may take as many as 15 blood meals in a single day. Um, and, of course, then it's quite revolting because at the end of that process, their waste at the end of the digestion process is flea feces, which is essentially just dried blood. So you've got um, everything. It's all about very them. pleasant, isn't it? It's I all mean, really like, pleasant you know. <laughs> and disgusting. Um, so, so you know, there's a lot of reasons that we find them revolting. Now, what's quite interesting about them is that um, they are very well adapted to their host and the environments that they're on. They're very skinny. So this is kind of an interesting thing when you think about it. Again, I'm like just trying to have some appreciation for uh, <laughs> Chinese creatures. But uh, fleas and typically inhabit the fur or the feathers of host animals, right? Mm-hmm. And if they were built like most bugs, they'd actually become really quickly entangled which is why flea bodies are quite thin and smooth, which makes it easy for them to move between pieces of fur or feathers on their host. And have you ever caught a flea off an animal or something like that? Yeah, I've seen it. I used to have a cat when I was small, and I remember when he had fleas, and these fleas were just jumping around. You know, you'd find them on your vest and other places and things like that. Exactly, but they have a very distinctive look, don't they? Like if you find a flea, you know, that's not a bed bug, that's not a And they move so fast that you you cannot whack them. Absolutely. So, so this is the interesting thing. So they have a very distinctive looking body. So they're yeah. like quite thin and smooth. And this makes it easy for them to move. As I said, now a flea's proboscis, which is the straw-shaped beak that enables it to pierce skin and siphon blood from its host, is actually tucked under its belly and between its legs when not in use. So it's kind of, if you, if you would blow it up and look at the shape and design of a flea, it's quite a remarkable piece of like biological engineering you know what i mean like the way that it's so suited to its environment um but interestingly um scientists estimate there are over 2500 species of fleas on the planet and um when fleas infest a human habitation they're almost always cat fleas which is very interesting um so you don't blame cats for this because despite their common name uh, cat fleas are just as likely to feed on dogs as they are to feed on cats 
Um, and, but, and dog fleas um, can also be a pest problem, but they're mainly found on dogs that spend all or most of their time outdoors. So it's the ones that are coming inside, which kind of cat fleas, which is quite an interesting thing to know. It's unfortunately, as you said, um, about how they move, um, they are, they jump, and that's that horrible feeling when you're petting a dog or a cat and it's got a flea jumps off it. I hate it. It makes my mm. skin crawl. And they just jump and jump and jump. Um, so how do they get around? Because they're not flying. Well, fleas are amazingly adept at flinging themselves into the air. They can propel themselves a full 12 inches forward or upwards. That's a jumping distance equal to roughly 150 <laughs> times its own height. Can you imagine? That's just That's like uh, a human being landing a long jump of nearly a thousand feet. I do you recall. Know. I do recall somewhere in my in my childhood hearing about the flea circus. So I can see now where that comes from. Oh yes, oh yes, and apparently flea circuses are real. Oh. Did you know this? So um, the Aztecs in Mexico included fleas in their sculpture bestiaries, and several centuries later, their descendants started a folk art called Pulgas Vestidas, which is literally dead fleas dressed in tiny costumes <laughs> with brides and grooms and mariachis as favoured themes. And no one knows why this started, but apparently really bored nuns in convents are to blame. <laughs> apparently, yeah, flea circuses are quite popular in Europe for a yeah. few ten uh, centuries, and they took advantage of the insects' jumping skills um, by attaching wires to their legs and making them look like they were pulling things. That sounds pretty logistically impossible, but... Um, I know, it does, but apparently like, this is uh, a thing. I'd like to see how that's done, considering you can't even see the flea. Uh, how I you know. attach oh, wires uh, is another... I think another. there's a lot of boredom that would happen there. <laughs> to be honest, to make that happen. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, but we're not um, we're not the only ones who have been, um, we, you know, we think of them as like, oh, fleas are awful, but you'll be surprised to know that they plagued dinosaurs as early as 165 million years <laughs> That's ago. That's what did it. <laughs> yeah, okay. giant fleas. Um, compression fossils from Inner Mongolia and China suggest that fleas pestered dinosaurs. And there were two species that lived in the Mesozoic era. And the larger of these two dino species was an impressive 0 0.8 inches long. With, can you imagine? So yeah. 0 0.8 inches long. So just under an inch, that's a very large flea. Mm. That's a big flea. Not for a dinosaur, though. Not for a dinosaur. But what was really interesting is they had in, they, their mouth parts were, were capable of piercing dinosaur skin. So that's so interesting. They were literally able to pierce the dinosaur skin. So there's been that kind of parasite for a long time. And these ancestors of today's fleas, however, they didn't have the ability to jump the same way. That wasn't something they did, which I suppose is fine because the dinosaur's pretty large. So you probably uh, mm. you jumped, you just jumped to a different part of the dinosaur, to be honest. Mm. Um, but yes, now they also tend to prefer humid environments. They don't thrive in low humidity, which is why um, they aren't really a pest problem in arid areas. Dry life, a dry air prolongs the flea life cycle. And when relative humidity falls between 70 or 60%, flea larvae may not survive. Um, so interesting. Um, conversely, the flea life cycle accelerates when humidity is high. So keep that in mind, anybody mm. in Hong Kong, that mm. during the summer months, if you want to use a dehumidifier, if you have a pest at home, it might actually help with fleas, okay. which I've never thought about, but will obviously apply in my own home now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's quite interesting. People have been doing quite a lot of um, research on them. Mm -hmm. um, they found that like people think that fleas don't prefer one human over another. So like 
I, for example, don't get very... I don't get very bitten by mosquitoes. I'm very lucky. There's not many genetic gifts I've oh. been given. But I don't You're get lucky, bitten by my mosquitoes. goodness. Yeah. Um, my children do. They get completely devoured. But I've never been yeah. someone who gets, like, big itchy bite welts. Um, so you can say, oh, well, the mosquitoes don't really like me very much. But fleas definitely don't prefer one human over another. Some just people are just up. allergic to the anticoagulants fleas inject before feeding. And um, humans aren't really their preferred host, to be honest, because they have no fur to lay eggs in. Um, so that's kind of interesting as well. Mm. Um, so, you know, you've got we've got an advantage there, you know, just being a little bit... I'm absolutely bit relieved, Cruzan. I really am <laughs> quite thrilled to hear that. Oh, there you go. Well, yes, don't worry. None of this is meant to make you itch <laughs> as you listen, but I'm sure it has. Um, but yes, it's quite interesting. So, so can we can we defeat the flea when it comes to trying to defeat the flea? Um, you can, um, but there, you know, most of the time it's just about having a bit of an imbalance in an environment, as I said, and things like that. Now, the interesting thing is, um, we've talked about their kind of feats of engineering. Um, they have a very short life cycle. They live for about two to three months on average. Um, which is interesting. And it's one of those things where people talk about like, you know, if you know something is small enough to make a difference. They as carriers of the plague, fleas have killed more people than have died in all of the wars ever fought on Earth. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. Which well, big personalities, incredible. aren't they? I mean, like, you know, my goodness. Yeah. Right. I mean, I guess they just live hard and fast. Really. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they can jump 30,000 times without stopping. And every time they jump, they reverse direction. Can mm. like, just apply that thinking to oh. a human being. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> jumping 1,000 feet back and forwards 30,000 times. I don't like, believe that. I don't believe that we haven't had a superhero fleet film, you know, because... <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. yeah. I think this it's is a, a void in the market. We need to get in there. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's got to be coming for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just fascinated to know that they have been around for such a long time, you know, from, you know, predictably about 145 million years ago. It's Gosh. just quite amazing, yeah. um, you know, that we have today, they're like, one to ten millimeters in length, but if back in if back in the J Jurassic and Cretaceous um, periods, they were between eight and twenty-one millimeters. So they could have been like you know an inch, two inches high, um, long, which is really big. Um, mm. And then I just it's imagining just imagining the fleas biting dinosaurs is just so fascinating <laughs> to me, to be honest. Um, yeah, so it's quite interesting. But we want to know like what is their what is their purpose, right? So what's the value of a flea? Um, so I have a couple of ideas here that I found online from a few different sources about why people are thinking they'd be useful. Um, so, you know, um, one thing they say is if you want to stretch their value is that apparently they can tell you when a rabbit is about to give birth. So adult female fleas can detect the changing levels of hormones in the rabbit's blood that indicate she's getting close to giving birth. Okay. And this triggers sexual maturity in the fleas and they start producing eggs. Then they stop for a bit and start again. Ready every time to birth. implant yes. those eggs. Oh so that, I guess that could be helpful if you needed to know when your rabbit was about to give birth. Yeah. Um, apparently they also have the same sleep cycles as their host. Okay. So research um, is on to investigate human sleep disorders, and the flea may turn out to help in the advancement of this knowledge. So we might learn more about our own sleep practices mm. Mm. from 
to studying the flea. Mm-hmm. Um, they also help dead things rot and enrich the soil. So flea larvae emerge from the eggs to feed on any available organic material that's there. So dead insects, feces, vegetable matter. So they have that kind of value as well in the ecosystem. Um, adult fleas also spread parasites, which is important in regulating the breeding frequency of some mammals. So for example, like, uh, which again, all sounds really grim, but makes sense in the grand scheme of how our, you know, of biodiversity and why we need all these different things. So like a fox that has tapeworms, for example, will have, um, and it will affect its breeding and heat cycle and therefore will reproduce slower and in some cases not at all. This is the same for all mammals. So that's kind of interesting as well. So like a flea, um, the spread of diseases is historically documented to have some links to fleas and fleas were even kind of the first form of biological warfare being sent into cities on rats that would infect mm. the entire population. So it's kind of interesting that like even though it's a horrible thing, there's a reason they're in our population. There's a reason that they're part of our bio diversity to mm. just limit and balance things even if it seems like they're not doing they're doing a pretty thankless job i suppose um but now they're the key to many forms of research into human illnesses diseases and disorders and they could hold the cures to treatments and um, secrets to treatments and cures as well so um so yeah so i thought that was quite interesting Whoa. i have i have one quote to end on today uh-huh um, uh, from William Butler Yeats, who said, um, but was there ever a dog that p- praised his fleas? <laughs> and um, I think I think there probably wasn't, but maybe the more we know about why they exist, maybe we could. Well, <laughs> maybe I, we could try and recognize their value. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I must admit, I have, uh, you, you know, compared to where we started, like, um, <laughs> I have a huge amount of respect now. <laughs> I just feel like... They they need uh, we need a bit of an awareness campaign about these guys because um, they're obviously doing some good here, and we just don't know about it. So the next time I do actually see a flea, whether it's from a cat or a dog or whatever, high respect. Seriously. I mean, yeah, exactly. Right. You so never know. Have you, you managed to get rid of the fleas? Yeah, now, does it we work? Did. So we did. So what what was your kind of, um, what's your tip on that? And we've got like about 40 seconds anyway, but like, you know, what is your, what is your tip on getting rid of them? You treat the animal and then you fumigate the apartment and then put on whack on your dehumidifiers to make it nice and dry so they won't survive. Mm. And and they do disappear. They do go. They do. They do. You can get rid of them. Yes. I mean, they're not the worst problem to have. I don't think I could ever talk about bed bugs on the program, although I might need my words because that's the whole other. <laughs> that's a whole new kettle of really fish, makes isn't it? My skin crawls. <laughs> no, oh my goodness. Some of the things that you just don't see. I think you know, with fleas, you can see them, but I think the bed bugs are supposed to be quite kind of transparent, aren't they? So oh that's... no, no, they scatter. And no, I haven't had this problem, but they scatter away from you. When you turn a light on in a room. Oh, oh, okay, little, okay. Well, we won't go there. Cruz, Cruz, thank you so much for enlightening me. Um, it's a, a whole new world of fleas now. Thank you. I'm going to now go over to the news desk for the news headlines. And I hope they're not itching anyway, but let's go over. <laughs>